This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. I was happy, you know. Uh, you know this football thing. You never, you never know how it's going to show up. You know what I'm saying I kind of echo what Mitch says. He said, "Take it one moment at a time." And I feel like we came out with the right mindset. Uh, guys were blocking their ass off. And, you know, just so the touchdowns, you know, it's all the glitz and the glam, but the big guys don't get enough credit for it. I need a lot of things to happen for me to catch the ball and me to make some plays, so kind of want to give them all the credit. Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, three-touchdown performance yesterday in Orchard Park. We welcome in 13 Wham Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana into the sports bar. Mike, I think a lot of us believe that the Bills at home could beat Miami. Were you surprised yesterday at the outcome, given just how badly they beat Miami? Yeah, I, I was surprised by, honestly, you know, the, the really the domination from the certain point. You know, once, once you got past where you thought everybody was going to score every time they touched the ball, the adjustments McDermott made to really take a Miami team they were doing nothing with defensively and then just shut them down. But I think the other part of that is when your offense is clicking like Josh Allen and the Bills were, it puts so much pressure on the other team. And um, I tell you guys, I think McDermott as a defensive play caller has been the biggest positive change for this team this year because they just play differently. They really do. And that really showed up uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, Mike. I was actually going to look when Von Miller gets back. Uh, they've started the clock here. I would assume it's not going to be um, this week here, but about that defensive line, I how do you all these guys seemingly have taken a step forward? Ed Oliver showing the promise. Daquan Jones. What about AJ Epineza? I look at Epineza thinking, oh gosh, I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to afford him next year. Yeah, it's interesting when you see that. You know, um, you're right. They're they're all playing, I would say, at the level or above what you wanted. I think Ed Oliver's been fantastic. I think he's gotten a ton of pressure up the middle. Uh, Greg Rousseau makes a play every week. And you're right, when A.J. comes in and does that, look, maybe when you draft a guy, he was their first pick that year, even though it was in the second round, you're hoping for more. Maybe he's the kind of guy it took a little while longer. Uh, I tell you, he, he plays a smart game, gets his hands up at the right times. And you're right, then you add Von Miller into that mix, but it's already been a productive group. So it starts there. Obviously, you've seen what the two linebackers have done. I mean, two playmakers now at the linebacker position. You know, you get worried about the secondary a little bit. Poyer nicked up. We'll see when he's back. The Trey White thing is really sad and impactful for this team. Um, 
So, you know, we'll have to see where it goes from there in the secondary. But if you can get pressure with that front four without sending extra people, you can be really effective defensively, and that's what they were yesterday. And, and that's what it was, right? I mean, this was a, a confused Tua in the pocket who did held onto the ball longer than he probably has all season long. Uh, the pressure got to him, and he just didn't know where to throw because of how well uh, the Bills and how disciplined the Bills were in executing that zone defense. Is I mean, it's a league that changes constantly, and, and you mentioned the adjustments that McDermott had to make. How, how are other teams now going to try and explain what the Bills have done here the last few weeks with with, exe- with perfect execution, or or is it just a matter of that defensive line continuing to play at the level that they're playing fixes everything? It, it does. It does in a way. It doesn't fix everything, and teams will come up with different plans, and some players are a little better off script. Look, the same plan that works for Tua maybe doesn't work for Mahomes, right? Because Mahomes is great off script. Mahomes is great on the run, but there's very few Patrick Mahomes in the world. You know, so... I would say this. I think the Bills have shown a flexibility defensively. And again, when you're talking about guys that make plays and a D-line that can get there with four, it really opens up a ton for Sean McDermott. And you still got to be able to cover and you still have to be smart. But you use the word discipline. I think that's great. I think that's when Sean McDermott talks about doing your 111th, I think sometimes people misconstrue it as, you know, not trying to be a star, not trying to do a great thing. No, when Steph Diggs breaks a tackle and goes 55 for a touchdown, that's just Diggs being Diggs. That's not what he's, he's talking about. Don't take your rush wide on the D line because of the defense we have set up, or you're going to leave a massive hole there for them to run through. You know, I'm simplifying it, but that's what it is. I think this team did show discipline. I think they stayed in their lane. I think they got their hands up when Tua thought he had a throwing lane. So it's been a smart, disciplined, flexible, playmaking defense. And then, oh, by the way, Josh Allen is should be the favorite for MVP right now. Wow. Mike Catalina, 13 wham, our guest. It, Mike, there was a damper yesterday. Uh, Tredavious White, and I guess we'll get the official word here, you'd assume, pretty uh, quickly, McDermott, to talk here next hour. But... I guess, where do you go from here? And in, in the short term, it's it's Dane Jackson, uh, Christian Benford. Your thoughts on Kyrie Elam? I would assume he's going to get pressed into service. And where do you come down? Should Brandon Bean uh, be working the phone? Should that be the expectation with the trade deadline uh, coming up on Halloween? Yeah, I think both. All right. I think Kyrie Elam did not dress. You know, I heard some people saying, you know, you dress him against Miami, you know, because, you know, you, you need more corners. And look, the guy's got to prove he can be on the field. I, I shouldn't. He's a pro football player. He's a number one draft pick, but he's in the NFL. He's on a roster. But you'd think the guy would probably feel a bit embarrassed to not be dressing as a number one pick, and he's not. And I think he's talented. But, you know, he hasn't been active for four games. That says something about what they think. But I think he's going to get a shot. Maybe he didn't earn the difference. Maybe he didn't do enough of that in the spring and the summer to earn the right to play, but sometimes the play comes to you, right? Trey's out. And I'm assuming we're going to hear he's done for the season. So they're going to see what Elam can do. But I also would say no doubt in my mind, if you need depth, anyhow, Sean McDermott's going to be, or Brandon Bean's going to be out there looking for another corner. And there's guys out there. He can, he can make some moves, I tell you, you know, the trade deadline, I, I think, honestly, I think they should push it back a little bit because you want teams to feel engaged and that they're still in it. 
But, you know, it's hard for teams to make deals in October when there's still a lot of season left. But if there's a corner to be had, if I'm being, I'm being aggressive and looking for it, if for nothing else, help um, depending on how Elam plays. Well, conversely, Mike, w- wouldn't you say that the way this team has kind of always operated, that being instead of making a big splash or getting a name brand corner in here, that you could find somebody that's young, moldable, malleable, somebody that you could put on your practice squad. You could just find somebody that you can develop the way they've developed some of these guys. I mean, let, let's face it. They like Ingram. You know, he could be somebody that gets elevated from the practice squad just because he's been here. He knows the system. and He knows what the expectations are. Yeah, I, I think that could happen. And those guys will probably get opportunities, whether it's, you know, more of a look in practice and maybe a chance to be, you know, activated on game day down the line, but you know, it's not, uh, it's not messing around now. I mean, you're one of the best teams in the league. It's your shot. And we're talking about a corner. So once we get past that deadline, it's a little harder to find those guys. Yes, you're right. They, they like what they see in these young guys, but if Elam steps in in that backup role and he's not ready for it still, I, I just cannot see them staying so young at that position and not going out and getting somebody who's been around this league and played. There's teams that are going to be dealing guys. Um, you know, Hey, who knows? Maybe our friend Levi Wallace gets out of Pittsburgh, right? I mean, there are guys out there that have played in the system that you may be able to make a deal for. So uh, I know that maybe that wouldn't excite a lot of people, but you're looking for guys who know the system and can play it because, You know, we're a quarter of the way through the season, and by the time we get to the trade deadline, we're halfway there, and the schedule's tough. And and I think Bean needs to be smart. Not reckless, but he's got a lot of draft picks for next year. He can make some deals. Mike Catalina, 13 Wham, our guest here. Um, You're saying, McDermott, like that is the biggest difference. I would agree. If I had to say the second biggest difference, would you agree with this? What, what about the job Aaron Cromer has done? We don't really kind of talk about offensive line play because, well, if they're doing their job, then uh, th- that's fantastic. Mike, I-, I can't imagine them doing a better job than they're doing right now. Yeah, well, it helps when you get some better players, too, and that's on Bean. But it looks like Osiris Torrance has been really good. McGovern has been good. And, you know, I was watching Brian Baldiger break down some of the play on the offensive line and former linemen. He just he loves doing it. And he's showing the Bills being more, um, I say aggressive, I would say basically imposing their will a bit on the Miami defense. And I, I just don't think the Bills were always sort of known for that. I think they look more athletic. Um, and, and athletic doesn't always mean speed. Like Osiris Torres is a big man who yesterday I saw a play where he just bullied the D lineman out of the way and opened up a hole. I saw a play that uh, Baldinger showed where I got to say Spencer Brown on one side and Deion Dawkins on the other, both put their guys on the ground and Josh moved up in the pocket and made a play. So they're playing maybe more in the style that Cromer wanted, but he's also got, I think better players in there. And I give Spencer Brown credit. He took a lot of grief. He has played much better. And a disciplined Josh Allen has made the job of the offensive lineman a little easier. I mean, he still moves and he still does his stuff. But if you've noticed, he hasn't bailed as quickly. He's had a little more confidence. He's gotten the ball out quickly, especially early in games. And, I mean, Josh Allen right now, these last few games, has just played at a 
he's back. He's at a superstar level again and without doing the reckless stuff. So are we done? I mean, like, I know that it's one game, it's one week, and things change quickly in the NFL, but can we just recognize the coaching staff for a little bit? Gene brought up Cromer. You know, Ken Dorsey yeah. is somebody that's that's been in the, the crosshairs of a lot of Bills fans. I mean, hell, we, we took calls over the summer with people saying that Sean McDermott should be fired if, yeah. if they, you know, like, come on. These are good coaches. They know what they're doing. The players execute, but it's the coaches that are playing to the strengths of their guys and, and putting them in the positions that, that are most comfortable for them in order for them to win. You know, can, can we put that to rest at least for, well, the, the rest of this season, just given, I don't want us to forget how we feel today about how these coaches have done, what these coaches have done with this team. Look, you can be upset at a coach for a moment, for a game, for a, a series of plays, for a decision. That's the very real world they live in. And, you know, sometimes they make the wrong call. But if you look at what Sean McDermott has done this year, whatever the deal was with Diggs and how he navigated that, Diggs has been incredible. And there is beyond no issue. And then look at what he did with Josh Allen. Josh had a horrendous, he had a horrendous first game. And it's funny. We saw Mahomes. You know, so we get, maybe I got to give a little more credit to the Jets defense because they are pretty good. Yeah. But uh, Josh was terrible in that first game. And I told Dan and Jenna, I said, I think it was a tipping moment, tipping point moment for Josh. I think he, he knew he blew that game and he knew he couldn't play that way. And McDermott was on him, not publicly ripping his quarterback, but holding him accountable and with a demand. But I think that's the way he talks to Josh and, and Allen responded and look at in that case and give Dorsey credit. He stuck to what he thought. You know, he runs the ball sometimes. Everybody thinks if you're going to run it, it's got to always be this great play. And I think he realizes he's, by running the ball a little more consistently, he's put that in the head of the other team's defense. And things have opened up for Josh. So um, I think that first quarter of the season could not have started out much worse with the play on the field with that first game. But guys, this is back-to-back-to-back blowouts including your number one rival, certainly division rival, that you beat by four touchdowns when they were coming off a 70-point game. So one quarter down, it's a big up right now for the Bills. You just gotta, <laughs> you just got to keep this going because that Jets loss is going to loom for them all year long, depending on how Miami plays. Yeah, it, it, when you look ahead to October, um, before there, there are W's here like like Tampa, New England, Giants. I, I think this is you know knowing what you got to go up against here this week. I think this is the toughest one actually, Mike. I know Jacksonville hasn't played to their potential, but your thoughts on a week where this play, NFL players are so into a routine, coaches are so into routine, and this week is anything but routine for this team going across uh, the pond here. Yeah, it, it isn't. I mean, that's a long flight. I mean, we're going tomorrow. It's a long flight to get over there. And they're really taking it the, it's really like the Patriots way of going over there where it's go at the end, get ready, sort of, a, you know, assimilate a, a bit to the time. They, these guys are staying 40 minutes outside this, uh, like where they are. I've been there before. It's a hall from, from, you know, the center of London um, they're there like Friday to practice and then Saturday and then the game on Sunday. So this is not like, this really is a business trip for them. And Jacksonville Todd, they've been there a few days, they play and then they're there all week. So we'll see how they enjoy that part of it. But, um, yeah, Jacksonville's, I mean, look, it's the NFL. It's 
So sometimes you think a team is nothing or they're not going to compete and they step up. And so you never know where the really never know where the tough games are going to come from. But um, I think Jacksonville is a good team. My, my concern, and this really has nothing to do with these guys, I guess, but those do not have great success against this Jacksonville franchise. Jim Kelly's last game, the first playoff game in 20 years, they lose that one. The uh, crazy game in there two years ago, Dan and I are still convinced the Bills are going to win that game when they lost that clown Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, they just, just Jacksonville is just, it, it, for whatever reason, oddly, it doesn't come out well for the Bills usually against them and losing in London to them. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, that that should be a better team than they've played. I know they're coming off a win, so we'll see how they look against the Bills. What other threat do you see for the Buffalo Bills outside of Kansas City in the AFC, Mike? Well, it's tough to tell. You know, like, I, I have not gotten a chance to really see much of the Bengals, but they must be a mess at the moment. Yeah. Because that, that's a talented team that looks, all the stuff that, you know, Screaming A and everybody was talking about with the Bills seem to apply more to the Bengals than the Bills. I mean, they, they look like a disjointed bunch. And I know Burrow is hurt, but they're all over the map in that case. Um, I think Baltimore is always going to be, something because of Lamar. I don't know if they're great, but in any game, you got it. You know, it's the NFL. It's one game. I think Miami is a threat. Obviously, obviously Kansas city. I really, I don't love anybody else in the West. I mean, the chargers are what they are. And then you, the other two are not good football teams. And I, you know, Pittsburgh has really been a disappointment. Terrible. Cleveland's got too many issues and I don't like the quarterback. Like, you go around, it's, that's why I said, I don't know if I said it to you guys, and I tend to pontificate a little bit, um, but I don't think the AFC is better than the NFC. I think there's better quarterbacks. I think Mahomes and Josh are the two best quarterbacks in football, but I, I look and I go, okay. And besides the Bills, and maybe you'd say the Chiefs in that way because of their history, and, you know, who's Miami's good. But no better than Dallas, Philly, San Francisco, maybe even Detroit. Like, I think it's relatively close in that way. So that's good news for the Bills because some of the teams we thought were going to be really good look like they're going to have some issues. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham, Buffalo Plus, uh, our guest here in the sports bar. And the, the price for Bills fans here, Mike, uh, for having a team that is a contender is, well, uh, that's it pretty much for your Sunday 1 o'clock until the end of the year. I mean, next up, yeah. it's going to be Sunday night football, Thursday night football, Monday night football, 425. So my question is this, um, in recency bias, I will acknowledge that maybe there's a little bit here. Was that the loudest you've heard the stadium yesterday? You know, Jenna was on the field for the game, and she texted us and said, I've never heard this place louder. Like, okay. And then McDermott said it. And then other people on the field said it. And I don't know if it was because, I mean, it was a chamber of commerce, perfect day for football. So people are great opponent, rival. They get themselves a little prepared for the game. The weather's awesome. So you're not, you're not like, crazy sweating your head off but you're also not bundled up and freezing so it can last like you know some of those cold games that's tough to that's tough to maintain for 
you know, three hours and they were into it. And the start of the game got everybody lit up. Like that was back and forth. It was great. And then the bills dominated. So, you know, enough people said that, like we've heard it pretty loud in there and it was pretty loud back in the nineties, as I remember, but sometimes we remember things differently. I thought the crowd was just spectacular and, uh, you know, they, maybe they, maybe they just wanted to enjoy the, you know, the, the nostalgia of the one o'clock games. Cause you're right, man. It's going to be a lot of 425s and nights, uh, the rest of the way through. Very loud and very forgiving. How does Drew Bledsoe botch <laughs> the leading, oh, the, the, the lead? Oh. How do you not know the fight song? I mean, did they just not score enough when he was the quarterback for him to not have that ingrained in his brain? What was that? I don't, you know, I don't think of Bledsoe as a Bills guy. Yeah. Honestly, he's a Patriot and he's, he's pretty good at, you know, and he's fine. Like, look, he was a, a talent. They needed somebody. I mean, they threw him a borderline parade when he came in. It was Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> and he, for about half a year, he was pretty good. And then it went south because they used to have to remember to blow an air horn to get him to throw the ball at practice. <laughs> The alarm so, clock or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, look, he's a super successful guy. He's got a great life. Good for him. Earned a ton of money. Great. I mean, very, very good NFL quarterback throughout his career. But I just don't think of him as a Bills guy. And if you're going to come, like, you know, I mean, know the words. Like, right? No, no. Plus, I'm like, who, for the Dolphins game, Bledsoe? Like, I don't know. Mm. I think they should just have, like, Tally and Thurman every other week. Because those guys are so into it. And despite yeah. all of that, yeah, despite yeah. all of that, it, they still, yeah. the crowd was still whipped up to, into a frenzy uh, yeah. throughout the course of the afternoon. And, and and it was, you're right, it was just the, the perfect the perfect storm of just all the right elements for an yeah. unbelievable afternoon in yeah. Orchard Park, Mike. Um, what are you, Jenna and Dan, working on here at buffaloplus.com this week? You mentioned you're heading uh, to London. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so on the channel right now, on the YouTube channel, you can check out the 10 takeaways. Uh, probably the best response maybe we've ever gotten to a video. Uh, so that's been really good. I mean, obviously, it helps when the team plays that well, but we do that. And we'll have uh, really coverage from what's going on in London and back here uh, starting on Wednesday. So it's Jenna and I heading over to London. Um, you know, the last time we took, I took British Toby with me. Uh, Toby Matika. So uh, that was eight years ago. So it's uh, British Jenna this time, though. I don't think she's going to act out the part. I think she's uh, just going to go do a little work and a little sightseeing. So and we'll have coverage over there all week. On Thursday, we're taking a tour of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They're not doing fan tours this week because they have the multiple games going on. So we'll give fans an idea of what the future home of the Bills is going to look like. It's stadium they're modeling the new home in Orchard Park after. So we'll be doing that. Uh, Friday, we'll be with the team at their practice. So we'll be doing all that, plus all the information on what goes on with the team this week, what they decide to do roster-wise with Trey White when we find out for sure, and, um, and anything else that happens with the Bills on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. So Danger, I see Catalana yesterday in the press box, and he's got his head buried in the laptop, and he just lifts it up for a second. He's like, you know, it wasn't as fun this year with the Mets just being so bad. Yeah. Really wasn't. Yeah, th- I mean, their their collapse happened far sooner than my Cubs collapse. I mean, if you Ooh. wanted to, if you wanted to throw daggers at anybody, throw to the guy over here that in July was saying, "Oh yeah, the Cubs are going to make the postseason. They look good. Their run differential is great. They they've got enough." 
Oh, what a collapse. What an epic choke here by the Cubs. I'm so disappointed in, in, in that team. Yeah, but what you don't have as a Cubs fan is because Cubs have always disappointed and Cubs fans have known it and they're always sort of waiting for it. You know, you've had a few moments, but they've always sort of waited for it. You're not delusional like Mets fans. And, you know, it's like even Buck Showalter was like, I got to get out of here. I'm Buck Showalter. I can't put up with these people. Just let me leave. <laughs> Telling people you know? stop tweeting while I'm making my announcement yesterday. I don't blame yeah, him for he, that. Yeah. He's just like, hey, uh, you know, we were going to talk. And then he's probably sitting there thinking, I don't want to be here anymore. Cohen's got a lot of money. Let him just give me something and I'll leave. And I just don't have to put up with this mess anymore. So, um, you know, you be Buck Showalter, like a lifer, baseball guy. And the, the Mets just crushed him. Yeah. They just did. So, so good, Buck. Come on. You can come work for the Phillies. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs starting tomorrow. Good luck to the next sacrificial lamb that gets put in the club. No, it'd be, it's Craig Council. He's going to be the new Mets manager. You watch. They're going to pay him the jump over because they hired the president from Milwaukee. And uh, uh, everything's oh, going to be fine. Everything's oh, my be God. Fine. I'm so excited. Hey, can you give Pete Alonzo like a 20-year deal? <laughs> Seriously. Just wait. 500 for Shohei. All of a sudden, he'll love the East Coast. Oh, Just God. wait. Here, we go. Here he comes. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, you know, I got to say, I do not want to see that happen because I th- I want to see the guy do well, but he's just going to be he's going to be injured nonstop. Of course, you would sign a guy, you know, who's already got to have surgery. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Mike, safe travels. Appreciate all the work all you're right. doing at the website at 13 Wim, and, and thank you so much for giving us some time this afternoon. All right, sounds good, fellas. Guys, there's Mike. Mike Catalana on his way to jolly uh, old England. Take on the uh, Bills and the uh, Jags in London this Sunday. Yeah, the last time this happened, that was a game the Bills gave up a big lead. They had this ferocious comeback, only to have EJ Manuel make a terrible. That was the last over. London yeah. game, right? Yeah, 2015. Mm-hmm. I do remember that, and it, Manuel. Uh, well, that was peak Manuel, right? Like, oh boy, this guy. Not, not that was a first round pick. The Bills, not, like, uh, not the dude. No, not, not him. Not the dude. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with some takes on tap. I'll drink to that. Is on the way next in the sports bar. Time to retire this nickname for this NFL head coach. He's a coward. Which guy is not going to be a head coach? In fact, this coach. I'm going to stand by my take. This coach is not only going to get fired, he's going to end up on Buffalo staff next year. I've got thoughts on Washington and Philadelphia yesterday. And then also, just my observation yesterday, like the one thing, like, like we don't have the Buffalo Jills anymore, but, and I like the drum line. I think the drum line serves a purpose. Sure. There's something else. I don't know. It, to me, it's like white noise, mm-hmm. but why do we even do this out in Orchard Park anymore? I will, uh, if you want to talk about retiring something. We're going to retire the Patriot way. The Patriot way. Or we're going to rename the Patriot way. It's done. It's over. We'll get into that with Aldrin to that. And uh, we'll be joined by Sal Mayorana, who joins us here uh, about a half hour or so in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, if you're a new customer, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Go to this site to sign up 
FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The site, again, is FanDuel.com slash Mike. Kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.